and a young band from Edmonton called the Euphoria Band with that traditional Ukrainian folk song, Roz Pirahaiti Chlopci Koni, Unharness the Horses Boys. Dobry den, shinovni radio suhachita vitayu vas vsih na radio peridachu nash holos radio krinskoho korinya yakapodiati vam suhoni yak svichino na radio stan cchly stoideni cmfm umisti nanaimo. Primikrofonitsu adenu ya pavina anastupnu adenu budis vame oksana. Diako yushori shale per budis name nastupnek dvokhoden. Memama dushisi kavi nevene nasjurnishni protami. Hello there and welcome to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio coming to you on CHLY 101.7 FM in Nanaimo. I'm Paulette Demchuk-McQuarrie, Pukadinske Pavlina, and I'll be your host for this first hour. Oksana will be here at 12 noon to host the show in Ukrainian. Coming up in this hour, we have a book review by a BC author, and this is a historical novel based on a family saga in the early part of the 20th century in Ukraine. As well, an interview with Gene Berezelsky of Ukraine War Amps. He'll be telling us in detail all about the programs that Ukraine War Amps offers to help support veterans of the brutal war in Ukraine. So stay tuned for all of that. We've also got our usual proverb of the week, other items of interest, and great Ukrainian music. And coming up next is Volodymyr Verminsky from Ukraine with Oyupoli Ruta Ruta. A red rue in the field. Ою полі, рута рута, на тіру ті квітка. Шануй мене, мій маленький, бо нялиш крихітка. Як не нимиш шанувати, не будеш нямати, бо я тобі не грушечка в саду коштувати. Бо грушечку покуштуєш, та й далі закинеш. А без неї молодої марно ти загинеш. Було тобі не рубати зеленого дуба, Було тобі та й не брати, коли ти не люба. Хей! Не рубати зеленого дуба Було тобі, та й не брати, коли ти не люба Було милий не ламати зелену ліщину Було милий, та й не брати молоду дівчину Na 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 na
ворог атакує і прийде шосил. Юнак кулеметник їх правно косив. Ах, лента з лентою на бої подавай. Українські повстанче в бою не вступай. Ах, лента з лентою на бої подавай. Українські повстанче в бою не вступай. Як сонце сходило втомлений юнак, Упав він ранений, упав він на взнак. Ах, лента з лентою на бої подавай, Українські повстанче в бою не вступай. Ах, лента з лентою на бої подавай, Українські повстанче в бою не вступай. До нього санітарка поспішно йде, в обличчя вдивляєсь, його пізнає. Ах, лента зелентою на бої подала, українські повстанчі в бою не відступай. Ах, лента зелентою на бої подавай, українські повстанчі в бою не відступай. Із печеру яхрана, біля кулемета дівчина молода, а клента зелентою на бої подавай, країнські постачі бою не вступай, а клента зелентою на бої подавай, країнські постачі бою не вступай, а ворог атакує востаннє. Повстанче в бою не відступай, ах, лента зелентою на бої подавай. Країнські повстанче в бою не відступай. And Taras Chubai with a song that goes back to the Povstansky era, uh, the World War II and post-World War II era in Ukraine, and that song was called Lenta Zalentoyu, Pass the Ribbon Cartridges. And before them, a song that goes back to this war. It doesn't go back, back very far at all. Oi Uluzi Pid Donbassum, In the Meadow, In the Donbass. Coming up next, another song for this set honoring Ukrainian heroes. And this is by Komovnez, another Ukrainian group, contemporary. And this song is on a timeless theme, that of course being war, which has been a part of Ukraine's history, seems since forever. The song is called Povstanets, Freedom Fighter. Я був повстанцем в козацькій борні. Славного Богдана в визвольній війні. На 
навіть на страту замужністю йшов. Я був повстанцем за свободу лив кров. Я був сотником у залізняка. У гайдамацьких загонах артувалась рука. Крізь огнисту броні йшли до бою ми знов. Я був повстанцем за правду лив кров. Чорним вороном подібним до тіні У холодного яру останній годині Хто ворогу здався, кого страх поборов Прийде по станиці, пролля вашу кров Я був лісовим братом на Волині Кінця опирався червоній лавині Від безсилої люті скажені в людолов Я повстанець 20-го лютого на Майдані Проти снайперів, паркоту та поліцаїв Так добре напалм на броні запалав я повстав за свободу, свою кров проливав Я повстав, це залишився, аж до закину Не прогнати мене і своєї країни Щоб зрадицький виплід у пекло зійшов Я пойду на сході, кипить моя кров Я повстанець і кипить моя кров Я повстав за свободу Тече моя кров Слухайте радіопередачу «Наш голос» радіо Кринського коріння на радіостанції CHLY 101.7 FM у місті Ненаймо. Говорить Павліна. You're listening to «Наш голос» Ukrainian Roots Radio on CHLY 101.7 FM in Ненаймо. I'm your host, Павліна. Welcome to Knizhka Corner, book reviews by Myra Junik. Ukrainian stories in English. In this edition of Knishka Corner, we will be discussing Diana Stevan's novel, Sunflowers Under Fire. Sunflowers Under Fire tells the epic story of Diana Stevan's grandmother, who lived in Ukraine during the years 1915 to 1928. And during World War I, a civil war, and great personal hardship, Lukia not only survives, but becomes a resilient heroine. She asked nothing of life except the means to feed and shelter her growing family. As the novel begins, it is August the 5th, 1915, and Lukia Marec delivers her eighth child alone at the farmhouse in the village of Kiverci in Volynia. She names the new baby Eudokia and prays that she will be strong. Lukia has already lost two babies to illness. When her husband Gregory returns, 
he announces that he has joined the Tsar's army to fight for his native Ukraine. Lukia is appalled and angry as he leaves her with five children and a newborn. She tells Gregory that the Tsar needs Ukrainians to do his dirty work. While I spit on the Tsar, we're nothing to him. As the war between Austria and Russia escalates, the villagers of Kiverci are sent away to safety. At first, Lukia and her six children are supposed to go to Siberia, but through Gregory's intervention, they are sent to a much warmer refugee camp in the Caucasus. All around her, on the train and in the countryside, there were thousands of families like hers, headed by women traveling to places far from home and far from the men they loved. What was to become of them all? Lukia and her family spend a difficult few years in the Caucasus refugee camp. She survives by bartering and using her sewing skills to purchase extra food. Her resilience is severely tested as her family survives hunger, grave illness, and social isolation. When the war ends, the family comes back to a destroyed farm. Her husband returns, but suffers from post-traumatic stress syndrome. Although the family slowly rebuilds, their losses multiply, with tragic deaths, unbearable losses, and impossible choices. Readers will learn a great deal about Ukrainian culture and history in Sunflowers Under Fire. There are lengthy descriptions of Ukrainian traditions at Easter and Christmas, as well as details about marriage ceremonies, Ukrainian folk dancing, and songs. Lukia finds herself embroiled in major historical events. The Tsar's daughter, Olga Nikolaevna, appears as a nurse who saves Eudokia's life. Shortly afterwards, Lukia learns that the entire family of the Tsar has been massacred by the Bolsheviks. Lukia is approached to become a member of the Bolsheviks at one point, but she refuses. Her family becomes involved in the short-lived Declaration of Ukrainian Independence. She is also part of the Ukrainian emigration to Canada. All of these events make her a participant and an observer of the difficult history of Ukraine in the years 1915 to 1928. Sunflowers Under Fire is based on the life of Diana Stevan's grandmother in Ukraine. She dedicates the book to My Mother Yudokia Kluchuk, named Mazurat, a natural-born storyteller. Lukia's story is an unforgettable historical saga about a strong and resourceful woman, her resilience and courage in the face of incredible obstacles shows the strength of her character. She keeps going no matter what she faces, typhus, death, exile, hunger, and loneliness. It is a book which is not easy to read at times, but it will definitely live in the reader's imagination long after the last page. Diana Stevan has worked as a family therapist, professional actor, and freelance writer-broadcaster for the CBC. She has written two novels, A Cry from the Deep and The Rubber Fence. She has two daughters and lives with her husband in West Vancouver, British Columbia. 
Sunflowers Under Fire is available at Chapters Indigo and Amazon. Thanks, Myra. Join us again soon for another edition of Kanishka Corner, book reviews by Myra Junik, here on Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. Up next, a group from the eastern United States called Korinya, and here they are now with a song about an elderly gentleman thinking things over. Zadumau Didochok. is with Ukraine War Amps based in Toronto. This organization actually originated here in Canada. It was formed as a response to the substandard care that the government of Ukraine was providing its war veterans in the ongoing war of aggression that Russia is waging on Ukraine. Ukraine War Amps has taken some very innovative and unique approaches to fill this void in the support of Ukraine's war veterans and the surviving families of heroes of Ukraine. Gene is no stranger to Nasholus, and he joins us again now to give us an update on the great work that his organization is doing. So, Gene, thanks so much for joining us again. 
Thank you for having me. Uh, on, uh, we've spoken, you and I've spoken a few times. You've also spoken with Oksana in Ukrainian. So regular listeners of Nash Holos would be familiar with Ukraine war ops. But for anybody tuning in for the first time, just give us a quick recap of uh, what Ukraine war amps is about. I know that you just had your fifth anniversary last year. That's correct. Ukraine war amps uh, born in uh, July 2014. And our uh, purpose and uh, goal is to help as many as possible, maimed, uh, wounded, uh, uh, disabled uh, defenders of Ukraine in Ukraine, to help those soldiers who got uh, um, amputation, uh, who got paralyzed, who got wounds, uh, who need our support. And our intention is to support as many uh, of Ukrainian heroes as we can. Yes, and also the families of those who fell. That's correct. We support as well families of fallen heroes and children of war. Yeah, and over the years you've done, uh, you've brought a lot of people together. I know you brought me in contact with a triple amputee back in 2015, uh, who I had uh, the great honor to visit a cyborg. And yeah. um, yes, yeah, and he's doing well now. He's uh, thanks to War Amps. He's got, he's had prosthetics, and he's now living a. Uh, he's married, I think you said now, and he's got a normal. Yeah, life. He, he married. He's married plus one. No. Oh, how nice. So so this is this is an example of uh, one, only one example of the wonderful work that, that you've done um, over the years. And I mean, I went in 2015 and met um, Vadim, and he's now basically on his own now. And you're continuing with, um, because this war continues, and you've had some great programs that you came up with, unique programs. Um, and I've spoken with a, with a couple of, of people that went. You have an adopt a, a soldier and a, uh, visit a soldier. So tell us briefly about those and, and the progress and evolution of those programs. Yeah, uh, the evolution is uh, development, uh, really uh, interesting, uh, huge evolution. People, you know, uh, when people communicate with people, it uh, actually unites uh, them. It unites them, uh, like-minded people, people who who are uh, who care for Ukraine, mm-hmm. who care for those in need. And many of our supporters from the United States, for example, they say they found just uh, uh, another family in uh, in Ukraine. And they're so proud to mm-hmm. be uh, friends or take a part in the lives of these uh, Ukrainian heroes, to be able to support them in the time uh, they need it, and to be able uh, to see them uh, through Skype or even come and visit. It's an uh, incredible experience for somebody who lived, who born in, uh, in North America, and uh, live their lives just uh, hearing of Ukraine and never experience, never, never actually been there, never getting in touch with real people who live nowadays in Ukraine, especially those special people who sacrifice their lives, their health to defend our Ukraine. You know, living here in in North America, we have a pretty good life. A lot of, well, I mean, we are 
um, you know, one of the countries along with the United States and maybe a few other Western countries where people flee uh, war and famine and discord and they come here for refuge. And I think quite often we get, uh, we come here to, to flee that and then uh, we, I mean, meaning citizens and, and uh, over the years this has been the case that people have come here to Canada and, and, found refuge, and were able to, I guess, get regain their equilibrium and um, roll up their sleeves and start to, you know, build a life for themselves, for their communities, for the country. And I, I think some of us, you know, we're Canadian-born, and our parents were the ones who who, had, who bore the brunt of that, and we get complacent, and we get caught up in our lives and our own little problems, and we maybe will hear something vaguely in the news, and think that's a terrible thing. But what it, what does it have to do with me? And I think maybe it's a it's a way that we can give back, um, a way to say thank you to our our ancestors, to uh, the people around us that that allow us to have a good life. Yeah, I'd say it's an excellent and amazing way to to our motherland and uh, in that way you give a, tri- a tribute to your grandparents and great-grandparents and you know your ancestors who lived there who came here at certain point but uh, if you still feel yourself uh, Ukrainian if you still have uh, first or second Ukrainian name if you're, you know, if you care, it's a great way to contribute. Yeah, and if you care, it doesn't matter what, you know, what your background is at all. This is correct. You know, we've been talking since you started, um, really, for five years, you've been kind of keeping in touch. And, and uh, as we were talking before uh, we went on the air, um, we're talking about having you on more often to give us examples. Uh, like we started out with, with my own personal example of uh, visiting Vadim and, um, you know, and I didn't have an ongoing contribution, but I, you know, even the little contribution that I made, um, I just feel such a sense of um, pride, almost like he's my own kid, you know, Um, you know, uh, it's just, it is a wonderful feeling. And I mean, I can imagine that everybody that did help through Ukraine war amps to get, he's got a life now, he's he's missing three limbs, but he has a life, he has a family, and he has a life. And just to know that I was a little part of that is really very gratifying, despite, you know, I've got my own problems, and we all do. But it is just so, in a way, it, it helps to take away from your own problems, distract you from your own problems. You know, there's the saying, um, I cried because I had no shoes until I saw a man that had no feet. And in my case, that was, you know, literal. <laughs> and um, there are just so many other people. You've got your Adopt-A-Soldier program, which is the one that I participated in. And you, then you came up with another one called Visit-A-Soldier, which you touched upon that you can actually go and and meet, um, a, you know, a, a war veteran and uh, his family and, and be in his home, right? And you're still doing that? Yeah, of course. You know, you can, uh, you actually witness uh, the whole situation and we have, uh, every year we have, uh, like, uh, Americans, some European going, uh, going to Ukraine to, to meet their adoptees or mm-hmm. family, the supported ones. 
But it's more than that, you know. Uh, it's also people are in a constant uh, touch for birthdays, for uh, holidays like uh, Christmas or Easter, uh, sending uh, some uh, small message, uh, little short messages or postcards to each other. Uh, so basically, more than just a visit, it's also uh, when you when you uh, arrive uh, to to a new place as a tourist. You are kind of a stranger uh, there, but here you're welcomed by people uh, who actually consider you as a part of uh, their family. So it's completely changing the, the whole game. You arrive in your Ukraine. Right. Now, um, what it's not very, very expensive. I mean, you, we see uh, advertisements on on TV all the time about, you know, you can help an orphan in Africa or whatever. And uh, the the cost through Ukraine war amps to help these war vets is 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 comparable. It's it's not a lot of money. Correct? Relatively, yep. relatively speaking, I mean, you, you're going to have to cover your own cost to go to, for example, if you go through the visit uh, family, you're going to have to cover your own cost to get there. But it is a trip. And um, you're going to have to pay it anyways, if you're going to, if you're going to make a trip. And if you're going to take a trip somewhere, this is this is a unique, this is better than a vacation, I would think. Exactly. It's a, it's actually, it's a mission, you know, mm-hmm. it's a mission, it's a vacation, it's a humanitarian mission, and it's something uh, priceless you get back from these people, yeah. uh, listening to them, uh, watching them, shaking their hands, it's something more than uh, words can describe you get back. You come back to, to North America with unique luggage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I just uh, want to uh, mention briefly about visit a soldier that uh, it's uh, kind of uh, not uh, an unheard practice. And many people, uh, for example, volunteers would travel to Australia nowadays to, to help the Australian to cope uh, with the fire. Right. Would, uh, people would travel on their own. So some people would send money. Mm-hmm. Some people would uh, travel on their own and send money and help being uh, physically helping. Uh, if you're talking about Israel, the uh, Jewish community doing a lot of things like that. And mm-hmm. actually people who uh, who busy with uh, kids and uh, work, they do take vacation, they pay their own flight, they go to Israel and they volunteer there. Mm-hmm. So, if, you know, if you are a volunteer, if, uh, if you are on a mission, that's things you do. Yeah. And you and you're proud of it. You, you know, sure. you have you're proud of it uh, your entire life. It, it, it's not like you've done and you've forgotten. That's uh, things uh, you've done. You know, like extra mile you've done in your life. Beside uh, feeding your family, beside taking your family to picnics and uh, movies uh, and entertainment, etc. It's something extra you've done that not everyone does. Yes, it's it's not a vacation that you'll forget. I mean, you go and you have a good vacation. You go to, um, you know, a resort somewhere and you have a great time. And then, you know, three years later, you've forgotten about it. <laughs> this one, three years later, well, you're not going to forget about something like this three years in three years' time. It's, it's a it's a happiness of giving. Right, right. I'm speaking with Jean Berezovsky of the Ukraine War Amps. Here on Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio on CHLY 101.7 FM in Nanaimo. 
Vyslúchajte radioprogramu Náš hlas Radio Krínskoho Koríňa na radiostancii CHLY 101 u místí Nenajmo. Hovoriť Pavlina. Thank you again for joining us, Jean. Jean Berezelsky of Ukraine War Amps, based in Toronto. So, um, how would somebody go about then getting involved in one of your projects, and uh, what would be the cost? We, we actually, uh, you know, we're trying to simplify uh, everything. So we we do not uh, really uh, travel agency or anything like that. So people know better what their plans are, what their ideas are. And if they need our help, we can organize uh, amazing trips in, inside uh, Ukraine. But basically, it's, uh, it's like you would work on any your personal itinerary. Uh, you would uh, work on that one in the same way. Oh, I But uh, definitely consulting with us or talking to the wounded uh, you you want to visit. So everyone on the same page. So uh, somebody that wants to take the uh, visit, a, a soldier, book your, we, you know, go to our travel agency or whatever, make our own arrangements to get there, correct? Yeah, many people doing it online nowadays. Yeah, right. So we book our own flight, and now accommodation, what is the accommodation? It's an option. For example, Catherine Fall from the USA, she's often staying in the families. But she's not traveling first time. She's really, really part of those families. They actually won't let her to stay anywhere else. <laughs> and... Uh, Yeah, but uh, if if you feel shy, it's uh, like uh, even um, expensive hotel in Ukraine nowadays could be like fifteen twenty bucks a day. Okay, so you, you can you have a choice then. You if you don't feel comfortable staying in a stranger's home, you can book a hotel and then yeah. visit. But but there is a many fam many of these families will welcome a stranger into their home. Uh, it really depends on things like, uh, again, um, if you're talking about uh, North American tourists, uh, mm, you need to realize how different lifestyle there is. And uh, sometimes we don't appreciate what we have here, but mm -hmm. there you can see small apartment and uh, many people and one bathroom available, yeah. So uh, you you can cut into different situation like no hot water, etc. So it depends on the level of comfort. It's also if we're talking of wounded, it depends on how sick uh, because some uh, some of the people just cannot host. Yeah. So, okay. it, but it's definitely uh, visit a soldier. It doesn't mean uh, accommodation with with. Soldier, not necessarily, but okay. staying there till you still visiting the soldier, yeah. Right, of course, yeah. You still, uh, you still come to see him, or you still uh, go together to walk or whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Catherine, for instance, when she wanted to uh, visit her adoptee Leonid Morosan, who lives uh, in um, in, a, in a small village near Ivano-Frankivsk. And Catherine arrived in Kiev. She invited him, and she stood at the hotel. And uh, she actually rented, booked another room for for Leonid to come to Kiev and uh, be together for a couple of days to walk around, etc. So she made uh, Leonid made a trip out of it too. Oh, 
Okay. So plen- plenty, plenty of possibilities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, is, is there um, like a cost to Ukraine war amps to kind of register with this program, or how does that work? Uh, no, uh, no. Uh, we uh, we always appreciate any type of support to wounded Ukrainian uh, heroes, uh, veterans, to families of fallen soldiers, and uh, we always appreciate any kind of support. It could be monetary, it could be any other way, like. Uh, even used clothes sometime or just uh, paying just attention. They, they really, they need it. They, uh, mm-hmm. they need to know they're not forgotten. They need to know somebody from Canada coming to see me. That's, uh, you know, it's inspiration. It's a great feeling. You may actually rescue life just by doing so. Wow. Just and yeah, we have uh, now one of our uh, supporters from Dauphin, uh, Manitoba, prepare, getting ready to travel to Ukraine. And he want to travel to Lviv. Uh, my understanding, his family came from there. So he want to see that region. Mm-hmm. But uh, the wounded uh, he supports is uh, in Zitomer. So they make an arrangement to meet him in Lviv, for example. Oh, nice. So, mm-hmm. so that's those two programs kind of go hand in hand. You adopt a soldier, and that gives a regular income to the soldier, and then uh, something different um, over and above to show that you care, um, and to let them know that you know there are people that that do care about them, that they're not alone, um, to shake off the indifference. And uh, so this is a hand in hand program that you get through Ukraine War Amps. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, um, if somebody wants to get involved, then um, um, sounds like I would recommend um, you sign up for Adopt a Soldier, and then when you can, uh, you know, once a year, once every two years, once every three, whatever you can manage, is to make a trip to Ukraine. And I mean, if you, I guess if you're planning to go on a tour with, you know, Cobblestone Tours or whoever, um, you can kind of take a little bit of extra time. Um, I'll tack, tack it on one end or the other, or in the middle if it's possible, and go and meet your soldier that you've adopted through Ukraine War Amps. Um, go and visit them, spend time, however you can make arrangements. It's flexible. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. So what is uh, what is um, the average um, or maybe minimum cost that somebody would contribute to adopt a soldier? Uh, you know, we promised to to those uh, to those uh, defenders of Ukraine who are supported by Ukraine Wamps community at least fifty American dollars uh, a month, okay. and we come uh, to our adoptees or uh, beneficiaries on a monthly uh, basis to let them know they're not forgotten, mm-hmm. and we remember we uh, care. And uh, that's basically what we're promising and what we're doing so far, minimum 50 American dollars. And uh, some um, community members would donate $50 a month. Uh, Some would uh, donate uh, much more. Uh, We we have uh, community members who adopted three, four, five soldiers on a monthly basis. And uh, we have supporters who... Uh, who donates smaller amounts, which is okay. We combine smaller amounts together and 
we get uh, needed help to the soldiers anyway. That's awesome. That's fantastic. So any penny counts, yes. Sure. Oh, that's great. And all they have to do is basically go to your website, and all the instructions will be there. Is that correct? And you can go... Uh, that's correct. UkraineWamps.ca is our website, and we are on Facebook as well. Instagram, um, if you wish, or Twitter, works, we are there too. Okay. Amps. okay, and so you can you can pay by um, however the way you make any online purchase or donation online is the same through Waramp. So you yeah, have- yeah, it's uh, <laughs> usually uh, like many people uh, using PayPal or e-transfer, and all you need uh, is uh, our email address as a beneficiary, which is UkraineWamps at gmail.com okay that's easy i've actually did that the last time that was even easier than going than going through the uh, the, the website so so lots of options um definitely a great cause to support um in this new year uh going into the sixth year of war um I, i guess the ukrainian government has improved a little bit but obviously you're still very much needed yeah oh yeah oh yeah Oh yeah, um, I can probably comment on Ukrainian government uh, uh, things, but uh, I, I know that uh, we uh, we are much needed. Many soldiers supported by us actually receiving from uh, government uh, like uh, pretty much same amount of money, maybe fifty, maybe one hundred dollars uh, monthly, thanks to Milosevic. From from Winnipeg, Manitoba, we support and paralyze Ukrainian hero Vasil Chekman, his wife, for example, staying home because they have um, two small children and paralyzed husband, mm. and he gets uh, from government two hundred hryvnia monthly, which is uh, like uh, eight bucks or seven bucks a month. Yeah. That's her salary for staying home and uh, supporting her husband and that's what we are talking about so 50 bucks for this uh, specific family thanks to Milosevic Winnipeg Manitoba received 75 bucks per month that's a huge amount they were able save this money to buy a verticalizer for Vasil because Vasil was for like uh, three years laying in his bed, maximum um, sitting in a chair, and um, that uh, verticalizer basically allows a person like him to stand stand up, which is a huge uh, break uh, through oh, for them, yeah. for the family. Oh, how nice. And uh, that's not been possible uh, thanks to Ukraine WAMPs and thanks to Milosevic, the generous support through the years for the family. Yeah, so that's uh, things we can do and government doesn't do. Doesn't, yeah. Well, thank goodness for you, and um, thank you so much for doing what you do. Thank you for being willing to tell us these, share these stories, and looking forward to hearing more on a more regular basis, Jean. Thank you so much, um, again, for, for what you do on behalf of, um, you know, not only the recipients, but, but the donors and what they get in return, which is uh, priceless. Yeah, Paulette, I want to just uh, take this opportunity to thank you, Oksana, for Nashrollers, for that amazing support, for having me uh, on uh, on these uh, radio shows. And uh, I want to thank to 
every supporter of Ukraine warms through these uh, five difficult years to all our supporters from Australia to Europe who uh, made it possible, who made our success possible. And uh, special thanks always to our veterans, to those who defended uh, our Ukraine. Indeed. Thank you so much, Jean, and all the best to you until we speak again. Okay, thank you so much. Mickey and Bunny, of course, unmistakable duo from Winnipeg from a long time ago. And that was Kolasa Krutitsya. The wheel keeps turning. Tsuhodenu Pulazvame Pavina. Nahadu Yuvisukita Radio Pratamu Nash Holos Radio Nashaho Korinya. Nakveli CHLY Stoideni CMFM Umistina Naimo. Solashatis is name Nastupnuhodenu. Dali peradiu mikrofonu Oksani, zaprosiu poslukacit troche pro istoriju i tredeci rozpovisto Oksana. Ale peratem ja hoću zalešite vas tekema slovame mudrostea. Lehe jazik može tako ranu zrobete što je i nikole ne zahojiš. And our proverb, proverb of the week translates as a wicked tongue can cause a wound that will never heal. And that brings us to the end of the first hour of Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio here on CHLY 101.7 FM in Nanaimo. Please stay with us as Oksana takes over the microphone to host the next hour. Meanwhile, please join me here again next Wednesday from 11 a.m. till 12 noon. And until then, do stay in touch with both Oksana and me via our Facebook page and Twitter. In between broadcasts, visit us online where you'll find transcripts, audio archives, information about the show, and a link to our Patreon site. And that's www.nashholos.com. And of course, you'll find a link to our podcast feed there as well. You can also find Nash Holos on Mixcloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and other podcast places, and of course, on your favorite podcast app. So stay tuned next for the Nash Holos Ukrainian Hour with Oksana, followed by Wellness Wednesday, to learn how to be healthy naturally. I'm Pavlina. Thanks so much for listening. Dozu srichi.
Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.